from the creators of Relevant Magazine. This is the Relevant Podcast. Friday, October 21st, 2016, and it's the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Uh, whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Uh, creating a website with Squarespace is simple, it's intuitive, and it's easy. You can add and arrange your content and features with the click of a mouse. You get a free custom domain when you sign up for a year of Squarespace. Yes. And they have beautiful templates with no plugins, just all the functionality you need, even for like high-end commerce stuff. Yeah. Uh, Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. It's free to do it. You can just go there and like be playing around and build your site. But when you decide to sign up for Squarespace... Use offer code relevant get ten percent off your first purchase. Yeah. The problem I the problem I fixed this time was it, because of thanks to all you guys telling me you don't have to keep it whatever your da- domain name is slash squarespace.com. So this time I removed that. It's just straight the domain name. I get a free custom domain. I done. But yeah. because because they're giving you so much, I thought you had to keep slash squarespace.com as part of like the advertising. Nope. No, you don't. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's hard. It's really hard to imagine that a good company is a great company. Like, I used to I used to own chicken. Fight.com. Did you? If I, I you let did? it, I let it go. Oh, I, I bought it in the nineties. Did you let it go, or did someone? Well, I bought it in the nineties. If you remember, <laughs> domains cost seventy-five dollars a year. Wow. And so I, but in the nineties, domains were available. Yeah. So I was going through like finding common phrases and words and and just buying them, and yeah. sitting on them. Because maybe one Online day, real estate. maybe one day yeah. I'll launch chickenfight.com. You are the weirdest. Yeah, you are amazing. so interesting. <laughs> I feel like every once in a while I get a little peek into a whole I had new seventy closet. domains. I had yeah, seventy he domains. He was squatting. See, it's like it's like I knew that there were people out there like that that did that. I just didn't know that I actually knew someone that no, did that. No, but I never <laughs> squatted on them like for mo- money. I yeah. always thought. Well, what if I wanted to launch something on this so, one day? So hypothetically, yeah, if, ch- chicken if someone came to you <laughs> looking for chickenfight.com, you would negotiate a fair deal, but that wasn't your plan. No, no, no. I don't know that I would even consider selling it. I would be like, no, well, I want to do something with, with chickenfight.com. Name right. yeah, a thing you do with it. I don't oh, know. Wow. I would like, that's so <laughs> weird. Thing, Eddie, how much is he going to regret coming up with a cool idea involving chicken fighting and not have a <laughs> domain that's a great point. to promote it? <laughs> yeah, so so I finally, you know, the renewals would come up. I'm I'm a, I'm a young person and that's a lot of money. And so the renewals, I held it for three years. And then after three years, I didn't do anything with chickenfight.com and the renewal was coming up and I was like, I'll just let it go. Within the year, Burger King announced their new chicken no. sandwiches and launched the entire campaign as, yeah. at chickenfight.com. Burger King no. swooped in and bought it. Yeah. If I had just renewed it, what on earth? <sighs> Or you maybe are. they've been trying to release that for the past three years and they were waiting they for They were holding again. off on their big chicken sandwich <laughs> relaunch until someone let go of chickenfight.com. Exactly. Uh, live, you know, chickenfight.squarespace.com. I'm going to sit on yeah. it forever. Why are about this domain? <laughs> uh, like I said, I'm your host, Cameron Strang. Here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat Koffeltz. 
Uh, you can also f- find me at chickenfight.com forward slash Eddie. <laughs> uh, joining us in studio today, all the way from Loverland, Virginia, he's here in house, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Good news, chickenfight.gov, back on the market. <laughs> <laughs> Over there on the ones and twos, our producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. And on the Skype line from Portland, Oregon, Joy Egrich. Yay. Present. Oh, I'm sorry, Joy Egrich Reed. Oh, yeah. Well, I've had, that's Present. the first time I've I, I, I did. Wild, I watched I, it. Yeah. Um, we have a great show coming up. Yes. Mm. Uh, this is a big deal we'll to try. some people in the room. <laughs> uh, our, our headline guest, Mr. Tim Tebow. Oh, wow. Tim's got a new book coming out yeah. this week. And, uh, and Aaron, who... Uh, Aaron uh, Hambury is our editorial director, mm-hmm. and Aaron grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. Yes. And Aaron, when he was interviewing here, <laughs> kind of casually dropped, "Well, you know, I'm childhood friends with Tebow." Yeah, and I'm like, "Well, no, you're not." Yeah, he's like, "No, it was for real." Like in fourth grade, we were like really close buds, and uh, and so this is the first time he can prove that. And he interviewed Tebow for us. He so was that's coming up later. He has for various points during his employment here bragged about this and tried to use different things (laughs) to like prove to me that he was very close to Tebow. And I was like, dude, what are you saying? You like knew him at one? He's like, no, dude. He's like, (laughs) we used to, my mom used to babysit him when we're toddlers. I have a picture of us bathing together as toddlers. And I'm like, and he, then he still looked like Tim Tebow. Yeah. He was, he was Adonis of a three year old. And then then he goes, then he said, you know, how about this? Tebow sent me and my wife a very nice wedding present a few years back, a picture frame. And I'm like, Tim Tebow did not send him a picture frame. That's what I frame. said. I said, you're saying that he went to, he went to you know, Target. West Elm or yeah. Target and picked right. out the picture frame. I'm like, well, is it hanging in your house with a picture of Tim Tebow? He goes, no, I dropped it and broke it as soon as it came <laughs> in the mail. But still, he Tim Tebow was yet, thoughtful enough. Yet, okay, so I have a question. But Let's, it must not have been a very quality picture frame. How That's hard, what I'm saying. It's a $20 gift. That's not a good friend. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm, yeah an appliance. If, if Tebow was really Aaron's friend, he would have sent Aaron and his wife an appliance. Right. You I get think a, we're, if you're that Level One of those three hundred dollar mixers, you yeah. get old vi- school looking. You ones. get yeah. a Vitamix. Yeah. This is yeah. what you get. The Vitamix. But here's the question I have. <laughs> the, um, the, yeah, the blend tech that you put on the registry, knowing this is a lottery ticket here. Yeah. No one's getting only this. a multi millionaire athlete would get this. Yeah, for exactly. And if I do, I'm returning it and getting my four hundred dollars, and we're going to use that. Yeah, for other stuff. Yeah, because I'd almost rather not get a gift than get a, a cheap picture. But frame. see, but here's the thing: maybe his men, maybe his mentality, maybe he was trying to go beyond the blend tech or something useful. No, 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 no. And again, you're Tim Tebow. If you want to add value to this, you put your picture thank of you. Tim Tebow in there and sign it. <laughs> thank and you. That twenty dollar frame is not worth two fifty. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Right. Yeah, if that, that if gift was, card, or if something. he was really, if they were really that close, it would be Tebow on a knee with like the with Philippians four thirteen and eye black on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, the glory days of Florida in a yeah. cool picture frame that says congrats guys. Oh yeah, congrats yeah. guys. Love you Aaron. Yeah. You know, right. here's fun the, having baths Aaron. You know, something <laughs> no, yeah, nice bathing I, yeah, with you. Yeah. yeah. Nice bathing with you Aaron. I miss bath time. Love you guys. <laughs> Wish your mom would make us a snack again. Yeah. Bathe well. Yeah. The other, but no, it was a thoughtless. <laughs> but he's on the show today. Yeah. If they were that good of friends, I mean, Aaron would have been, how quickly could you get someone who's in your phone on the show? Okay. Tim, is, oh, this is your yeah. first I'm time just, listening yeah, to the podcast. Oh, we have the Ashana button. That, no problem. We have, yeah. we have the button. You yeah. would think, I'm just saying, 
I no, I'm just saying I don't think they're that good of friends. That's all I'm saying. And I think you guys realize you guys realize that Tim possibly is listening to this podcast. Right. Now. Go Gators. Sure. I went to but, Florida. He's the best. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, went to Florida. My dad went to Florida. We're Gators here. We are pro Tim Tebow. Yeah. We're <laughs> just we're anti Aaron calling their relationship something more exactly. than it's, this, uh, this is on Aaron, not Tebow. And plus, no, we, we love Tebow. We're adding a bit of intrigue to the interview because along with it being a great <laughs> interview, he actually gets into, you know, some professional issues and challenges that he's had and how they're relatable. There's a subtext here yeah. that we want you to listen to. Is this a conversation between two good old buddies right. or is this another <laughs> call of the press tour for Tim, which he's great. Like I said, he's on TV. He's a professional. He's got a lot of really interesting things to say. Yeah. Well, well I'm the, just saying you get into the psychology of this. All I know is yeah, there's I, people that analyze body language, but are there people that just analyze the audio conversations and can, well, I think everybody listening to the show, I'm we'll saying I don't, it. I don't, I don't do a lot of the interviews but when yeah. i do an interview here it's usually because i'm i'm actual friends with mm-hmm. the person and i thought hey the conversation that we could have yeah because they're so we're comfortable right. together like when i sat down with kevin max of right DC Talk. right exactly <laughs> yeah. you know like it would just be a different than somebody coming yeah. in cold because we're friends yeah. you know so like we wanted aaron to do the interview with tebow right. yeah. so th- that's what you're listening for is this a question of like yeah. we've got you the history we're comfortable or is this, I'm a journalist yes. interviewing Tim Tebow. I haven't heard it yet, but my guess is that it's Tim going like, no, 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 yeah, so good to hear from you. You, were, you grew up in Jacksonville? Oh! <laughs> you grew up, no, I totally, no, 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 no. I totally remember you, right, with the picture frame. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, picture frame. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember sending you Absolutely, that. yeah. So how's the, uh, that I think, thing yeah, we've talked I think about? My, I think I remember people sending you that. Um, yeah, yeah, how are... So things are... How about those memories? So, so Tim Tebow is going on later, everybody. <laughs> Stay tuned. We can't wait. It's going to be a fun but segment. Before we move on, I do have one question I want to address with Chandler that's been bothering me since we got in here. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's drinking some sort of brown liquid out of a gigantic mason jar. Yep. It's not a normal mason jar. It's like the it's jumbo mason jar. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. That held it's big like pickles at one time. Yeah, it's like ah, the ah. jug mason jar. <laughs> that, held very, that held like grandma's giant sweet pickles. It is the venti of mason jars. <laughs> what are you drinking? It's like some brown sludge. It's, uh, it's cold brew. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh, do you put cream in it? Much. Uh, well, uh, milk, yeah. Okay, so that's why that it's much? opaque. Yes, correct. Can okay. I can I ask about the mason jar? Because there's yeah, only yeah. after it's after a jar has served its original purpose, <laughs> yeah. which is to you know carry right, it holds its mayonnaise, yams it's out of or peanut butter or whatever. Yams coming in. Can't. Well, I guess no, that's a even, can. You you jar them sometimes. I don't. Yeah. This thing. I don't even know what you put in. I don't even know what mason jars. Whatever pickles, they originate. Relish, pickles. Yeah. Pickles. Relish. Yeah. Pickled products. Some uh, pickled, nicer mustards yeah, for like pickles pickled things. Some fine mustards. Jams. If you don't need that much mustard. Mustard I'm, things are small. I, I agree, but I'm like, just saying like sometimes they size. come in a little jar. Great Poupon, yeah. So, um, but the thing is, like, at, I'm of the thinking. Jesse, I hate to interrupt. Joy, what are some of your favorite jarred products? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually just pickled for the first time, so I've got cauliflower and carrots and onions. It's just a oh. beautiful right. I'm not. I'm not. There's nothing Wait, that pickled carrots. Yeah, tell yeah, us more. It's really good. Jo- Joy, you know this what? is your Mexican chance to interrupt him. Just pickled- keep talking. Can I can I be honest with you? <laughs> Nothing about the pickling or jarring process sounds appealing in any way. But I will say, that I think once a jar has served its purpose and you have an empty glass jar, yeah. do you like it, pickles? It has one. I like pickled garlic. I love pickles. Mm. It has one purpose, uh-huh. and that purpose, it, it, the only acceptable purpose, in my opinion, mm-hmm. bugs. 
bugs. bugs. Fireflies, <laughs> holes. If you like, let's say you found a cool tarantula. Let's let's say you found a cool tarantula yeah. like in Home Alone. Yeah. You're jarring that thing. Where, where are you? Till you figure out what your next move is. No, you gotta get an aquarium. You gotta get an aquarium for a tarantula. Maybe eventually, maybe you want to go plant it somewhere. You put do you put the mason jar like over the tarantula yeah, and, and, and then you move it to the end of the table, you slide, you put the cap on, you poke holes in it. Everyone knows this. The saran wrap with the rubber band in the holes. Yeah, yeah. So but the, the the drinking large beverages out of mason jars has bothered me for a long time. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the lid is meant for sipping. I yeah. mean, it's threaded. It's, not, it's yeah. not lip friendly. Yeah, it's, it's got ridges. It's going to leak all over the place. I would just say this. When I go to like <laughs> any sort of dining establishment that serves beverages and uh-huh. they have something with mason jars on the menu or if I'm at like a... Uh, a wedding. You didn't have mason jars at a wedding, yeah. did you? Oh yeah, yeah. mason jars at weddings. If are I'm so at a wedding, glad that trend is. If definitely I'm at a wedding <laughs> and there's a mason jar, I'm telling Dan, grab the picture frame, grab the picture frame that we bought. We're leaving. We're, you know what? Just break it on the way out. Just break it on the way out. We're leaving. I'm not. I'm not drinking. This is a. People are dressed up here. That wedding gown costs like a. You know who knows? Like two thousand bucks, and they they're serving us drinks out of old jars. No, I no get we're out of here. That's that's, that's, that's it. It's saying. charming, Jesse. Yeah. It's old it's Rusty. like yeah. it's uh, I, it's I an homage to moonshine and yet you guys criticized me for having a fancy wedding no i didn't no, criticize I you i liked yeah. your wedding what are you yeah. talking about we like we like that you were like alt alt yeah. like portland you would think would be all the home of the weird hipster yeah. like no. diy Rusty. wedding Rusty. you like went normal <laughs> yeah. formal yeah. wedding that, that was yours great was, yours was elegant you know there weren't people drinking out of things that once <laughs> held unknown pickled products right <laughs> Right, you served us. In but here's what I would say: when you're so for when you're driving, Chandler, do you put the top on? Because that yeah, that absolutely. is one hundred percent. There you go. Do who you, doesn't? Like, who drinks so slow that they need a top? Well, that is a jug of coffee, though. No, I mean. see, the thing is, I bring it into work, so like I have to, you know, I'm driving here and uh, I use the lid, and then when I get here, I drink it. Uh, Works great. Just get well, a, the, it's like a said, thermos. Just like a, get a like thermos. I said, if you, if <laughs> you had cool. like thermos. that thing packed to the brim with fireflies and we're making it like a cool lantern, <laughs> you get a pass. You get a pass. Understood. All right, but I have. A, I have. A you're drinking out of it. I think I get the whole story. Who? Uh, who else drinks out of mason jars here? That might be. <laughs> Somebody, uh, you see what I'm saying? Uh, this, you know who thinks mason jar coffee is quaint? The uh, girls. The girls uh, are like, look at that. Uh, He's a sensitive you know, soul. You guys, you guys nailed it. That's look, at, look at the little look style. How, he brought, he, he probably is. has tons of little succulents at home. Oh, <laughs> gross. Little do they know, the rest of Chandler's jars have dead tarantulas in them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot the holes. I forgot the holes. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. We just wash it out. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll move the show along. I it's, made him uh, my friend. It's time for our look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for in case you missed it. Well, in case you missed it, uh, this week, Carl Lentz, our buddy Carl Lentz, the pastor of uh, Hillsong, New York. He was a guest on Oprah's show uh, called Super Soul Sunday, and he talked a lot about Jesus. In an extended interview on the OWN show this weekend, uh, he discussed misconceptions about the church, his own story, and the message of Christ. Here is a clip. What I find interesting is that in everything that I've read, that it really for you is not about religion, mm. but about, this is yeah. what struck me, and this is my real intention of having this conversation with you today. It's about your relationship with God. Yeah. So your goal is to transform the way people 
experience their relationship with God, would you say? Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. I don't know. I don't have the power to transform it, but I pray that churches like ours um, can give people a clearer view of what this is because I feel like people waste so much time, you know, doing it in their own strength and they can't figure out why it's not working. Our thing is to point people to say, hey, if you allow God, if you will bow your knee, admit your need of God. Yeah. And if you do that and you say, Lord, here, I, there's, a, there's a moment where my repentance matters and it's right now, I am handing over the keys. If you do that, God yeah. can drive this better than you can. Yeah. I think the premise of Christianity is, is looking in the mirror going, all right, uh, I'm not gonna make it. I can't do enough. God, I need you. And in that moment, I believe there's a rescue, a salvation that you can't, you can't counterfeit any other way. The, the series has had uh, a ton of different thinkers on it um, from different worldviews and faiths, like uh, Richard Rohr, Brene Brown, Anne Lamont have been on it. Yeah. Um, Lentz is one of the most influential pastors in the country, and uh, he explained to Oprah why the, his church's simple approach to the gospel is actually so central to the core of Christianity. Here's another clip. I believe our church is a, a conversation conduit where we're trying to teach people, this is a conversation. You gotta sit at the table here. I can't sit there for you. That's why Jesus came, is so you didn't need a priest in the middle. You don't need to go to a confessional booth. You can go straight to the source. I'm a preacher, but I'm not better than you. I don't know God better than you. I'm not closer to God than you. I just have a different title. You have every right where you are right now to, to turn and talk to God for yourself. And that's what I love about Jesus is that he didn't just give you this impossible task, yeah. which is to love people and love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind and leave you. Because yeah. the whole reason why you come to Jesus is you can't do it on your own. I should say too, if people want to watch the full interview, yeah. they can check it out on... Uh, it's chickenfight.com forward It's on relevantmagazine.com as well as we did a uh, uh, an article looking at seven other of these interviews that have aired on Super Bowl Soul Oh, um, so of Oprah. Oprah Peach. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, I mean, the Richard Rohr, Brene Brown, as, as Cameron was saying, also... Um, people like Rob Bell has been on there, but they're all really fascinating conversations. And just even though you may not agree with all of the theological leanings of the guest, she's a really good interviewer. Oh man, she's Oprah, amazing. Imagine that. Yeah, but, 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 but she should do it professionally. You would think. Yeah, you, you would think that uh, this would all work out for. Her. But even someone like Carl, like obviously he's someone who's like a really good speaker. But when you watch this interview, it's not just him talking talking points. He's he's addressing th- really thoughtful answers to difficult spiritual questions. And I think it kind of showed part of the appeal is he's able to answer them in ways that are both deep, but simple. Uh, A buddy of mine, uh, I guess we posted on Monday on our site. Uh, He came over that night and he hadn't been in church in a while, a few years, you know, and uh, had never heard Carl speak or he only knew him by kind of distant reputation. You know what I mean? And he watched that. He watched the show that we posted, and uh, he told me he's like, "Man, this is like, like I was really impressed with his theology, with his depth, and like it changed his opinion of what he thought Carl Carl Lentz was yeah. about." Yeah, you know. Um, and Oprah drew that out. Like yeah, you kind of exactly. get this. Like it was a, it was a substantive discussion that they had. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, in case you missed it. Lil Wayne almost became a Christian rapper. It came out this week. <laughs> yeah, almost. Almost. Oh, almost we, took, we, we were almost that took. close, man. Uh, it would have been a dramatic <laughs> turn. Uh, he has a new book that came out. It's called Gone Till November, A Journal, oh. a journal of Rikers Island, uh, which recounted his eighth, eighth month 
which recounted his eight-month stay at Rikers in 2010 uh, when he was in for weapons charges and the mental and emotional struggles he went through. So in the book, he says that he regularly received fan mail uh, while behind bars. If you recall, he like wrote a ton of music while he yeah. was there, but he couldn't record it and stuff. So he, like, you know, he, yeah. he would call. Do you remember this? Yeah. He had a mixtape come out right when he got out. And it was he would he would be calling from jail, mm-hmm. rapping, and they'd be recording it in a studio, and then they'd release music. This this was the wow. height of of his. Fa- they yeah. I read something that just during that eight month stay, he made twenty million dollars from royalties and album sales. Yeah, so, but one of the most moving letters he received was actually from a church. So the church said that he should consider making a change in his life and use his giftings to preach the gospel. Obviously, he never became a Christian rapper, but he said for a time he considered it. And he wrote in the book, I would truly have the power of having pop culture turn to God. I would have straight killers in church every Sunday. Wheezy said that another personal epiphany led him to believe that he was on an artistic journey and that the change wasn't right at the time. Yeah. You know, he hasn't totally ruled it out. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's that whole thing of like, well, one day I'll come back to church. Yeah. All right. I'm excited about this one. In case you missed it, this week, Tracy Morgan, actor and comedian Tracy Morgan, um, appeared on The Breakfast Club, which is uh, a kind of nationally syndicated uh, morning radio show that on hip-hop uh, stations. And so last week, I was taking Cohen to school, and I was listening to it. And, uh, and it's with Charlemagne the God and, and those guys. And, um, and Tracy Morgan was the guest. And so I'm just like listening to this interview. And he starts sharing about his journey since the tragic accident where his friend lost his life and Tracy is still recovering. He gave his life to the Lord and this dude straight started preaching, ended the segment in prayer. And I was in tears. It was unbelievable. The witness that Tracy shared on the radio that morning. Um, Here, I I have two clips I want to share. Here's, 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 here's the first. You know what I'm saying? My wife is a strong woman. She's the one that got that phone call that morning. Your husband has been in a terrible accident. Imagine that. Mm. Imagine you getting that call from your man. No, I wouldn't want to. So she's a young lady, and we had a baby, a little baby, and, right. you know, here it is. Her king is down, but the kingdom was still standing. I love what she did. She told a lot of do- a lot of them doctors, no. No. You're not putting a hole in my husband's neck. No. Mm. Two days later, I start breathing on my own. But he's an entertainer. You're not putting no trachea in his neck. She just knew. She know. That's she dope. took care of daddy, and that's who you want to ride with. When you're on your back, God got a way of showing you. He'll show you how you know. How you know? Be patient. He'll show you. Right. But you have to be patient. You don't got to make no moves. You ain't playing checkers. You playing chess. Mm-hmm. It take years for some moves to be made. God will show you. If you want to know, just pray. Get close to him. God, show me. Just show me. Now, you better be strong if he show you. It might not go your way. Mm. Don't be mad. That's all a part of the plan. There you go. All a part of the plan. The accident, all that's a part of the plan. God is a genius. It's all part of the plan. Uh, Later, at the end of it, actually, he he closed the interview with prayer. Here's here's the clip. Now, Now, let's end this with a prayer, brother. My brother. Jehovah, please watch over us. Please protect us. Please give us the strength. Please give us love. Please show us a different way in this world. Please guide us and protect us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Brother Tracy. There you go. It's Tracy Morgan. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Well, and I just saw yesterday I was driving, there was a big billboard um, that he's coming uh, to do a stand-up, I presume, but the title, I forget what it was, something about the journey. So it seems like he's now on tour and he's probably going to be preaching on tour. I, it was it was powerful. I mean, it's just like one of those unexpected things. Like I'd never heard like Tracy came to faith yeah. or I never heard anything like that, but he really credits like finding God in his faith like for kind of getting him through you know, on this other side and it took a near death experience and to, to kind of get his attention, you yeah. know? And, uh, he, he mentioned in, in the interview, like he's been sober for 11, 12 years now. And, and, and he's like, was trying to turn his life around. But then when that tragic accident happened, it was just like one of those things, Wake where up, like, I can't do this without Christ. It was yeah. crazy. I like watching him in interviews now. Cause like, even when he's on like Fallon or something, he, goes from hilarious Tracy Morgan doing his shtick to super serious and clearly there's been substantial change in his life and then right back to shtick. He's going back and forth. I I, I kind of like, like he's. I don't think he's trying. I think he's just a different person but this new person is really interesting and to he's watch. He's still figuring out that skin mm-hmm. and how, yeah. that's, how to wear that skin yeah. too. Yeah, I, I agree. I catch the same thing. Yeah. I'm Brian Fellows. He was on for probably 15, 20 minutes and like it really was like the uproariously hilarious yeah. and then all of yeah. a sudden like you could but hear a pin drop. But he's always been like that the, too. Yeah. You know, like that's always kind of been he has this ability yeah. to like keep you on your toes. You know what I mean? I feel like that's part of why he's like a compelling figure and entertainer because you never know like he has this ability to really like be spontaneous and unexpected and that was part of why even his character on like 30 rock every time he stole scenes it was because you didn't know what he was going to (laughs) say but now that he's interjecting some depth into that it it really is like an interesting and, and, and the thing that struck me is when i was listening to it is almost like wait he's talking about actually like finding God. It's not just this like kind of like higher power thing, right? He's like actually talking about a life changing encounter with Jesus. Uh And then, then I kept waiting for the punchline. You know what I mean? And there was no punchline. Yeah. And that's why you could hear a pin drop. It was like, wait, he's being serious. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was powerful. Anyway, in case you missed it, Pamela Anderson this week uh, hit the news because she responded to critics who called her a hypocrite when she spoke out against porn. The former actress and Playboy model was recently a guest in the UK on, on a talk show called This Morning, and, and she faced criticism from uh, that recent Wall Street Journal op-ed that we talked about where yeah. she called porn a public hazard of unprecedented seriousness. She responded in some very uh, moving ways, which I, I'm not going to read on the show. You can read them actually on our website. We published, we published uh, a lot of her quote, but one of the things she said, she says, I have some regrets in my life, and I also feel great that I have this perspective now because I've been the product of this and treated like an object. I have an authority on the subject. Um, For context, back in January, the Barnard Group published the results of a large study on uh, pornography and culture. They found that porn use is a massive and growing problem, even among Christians. Uh, The research revealed that a staggering 57% of younger millennials, 18 to 24, are seeking out porn at least once or twice a month. So... Yeah, she may be the perfect person. To right, be exactly. Yeah. It's like, like, I can tell you from experience how yeah. terrible this is. And some of the other things she said, which I didn't read, yeah. are, were really jarring. You know? Well, but that's the point. Like she, yeah. <clears throat> you know, she's saying like, look, this isn't just, you know, some recreational thing or some trend. Like, you know, this is having real consequences. Yeah, and the people that decay. have been involved with it, you know, need to let people know that this is real, that this isn't yeah, just... And I like that she was like, I'm an authority on this. Like, I actually really do have something to say. So stay tuned. Up next, Slices.
listening to Sleigh Bells. The song is I Can Only Stare. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard One Republic still making music with uh, kids. Those kids today. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, so we are in the midst of Halloween season. Yeah, this, there's a segment coming up later specifically mm. about that. Yeah. This is the last full episode before Halloween happens. That's Ooh. right. So, <laughs> people, I mean, next week's show comes out before Halloween, but people mm-hmm. may listen to it after Halloween. And I feel like now is the time for your last minute preparations. We we do not condone Halloween. It's no, the no, devil's no. holiday. Well, I celebrate I, it. I celebrate it in line with all the other holidays. All the pagan ones. Christmas is pagan. Right. Yep. Barber yeah. Day. Easter with the, so fertility rabbits. Yep. All yeah. pagan. Well, I, when, I, when I say Halloween, here's yeah. the thing. When I say Halloween, I'm assuming people are automatically replacing. I'm just saying it for seekers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for people that might be listening for the first time trying to figure for this thing out. those of you out. who are new here today. <laughs> yeah, we're for just... those of you, we call it harvest party. Oh, man. And listen, okay, you're going to ask me, what's the difference between your harvest party and Halloween party? Let me tell you, we got candy at our harvest party. Yeah. We got costumes at our harvest, harvest party. party. Yeah. We got fun. We got games. Does that sound like Halloween to you? Does gotta, that sound like Halloween? To you? It's called a harvest party. There's no devil. I got to tell myself, I got to tell you, I told myself no Southern path, Pastor this week, and I'm not yeah. doing it, but he definitely... Definitely calls it Halloween because he's the that Southern edgy. Pastor. Oh, he's bringing it back to Halloween because he's just trying to bring people in. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. You think so? Because the devil's holiday. Oh man, just come on. There's witches. Uh, it's just called Halloween. What's the big deal? <sighs> um, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it got you know I, I I actually have a two for they're both Halloween related and they're both about your Halloween preparations. Um, so I well, saw I, I do have an I uh, ironic uh, Halloween party every year. Yeah, uh, so, uh, and and uh, ironic because we're a bunch of Christian kids just kind of celebrating yeah. Halloween, you know, mm-hmm. like we wouldn't normally celebrate. I mean, there the is a holiday. sacrifice. You do sacrifice. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a whole <laughs> week of dark training. We keep it fun. We don't keep it dark. But but uh, but you know, they go low, you go high. That's all I'm saying with the holiday. <laughs> so culture's going low with Halloween. Yeah. I go high with Halloween. Yeah. But I but I have to prepare. So the, so anything to help me prepare. You know, I, I got a party coming up. I, I, it would be helpful. That's right. So, uh, you know, I saw th- I saw something going uh, viralish on Twitter about a uh, a kid who posted a hilarious picture of this incredibly terrifying figure. It's basically a skull with like a, a really tattered kind of ghost body cape. And he has said that his uncle was flying it around on Very a drone. Very much a, a gray skull from, um, what was that, He-Man. Yeah. He looks a lot like that guy. It, it, oh. it looks like a ghost with a... So you go down to Party City, and you can buy some of these Halloween things, like a ghoul right. to put on the wall. Exactly. So it's a big mask, and it's a draping kind of like yeah. ghosty And thing. so this guy's uncle had attached it to a drone and was flying it around, scaring people, getting a lot of attention. And I thought, that is a fantastic idea. So yeah. I started going down this rabbit hole. It turns out I'm not the only one. Sam's Club... Okay, this is a mainstream retail outlet. One of the biggest in the world, right? Yeah. Sand Club right now has the ultimate party favor. You don't even have to have a Halloween party to have fun with this. Like, you could just mess with your retreat. It doesn't even technically have to be Halloween for you to get a lot of use out of this. What they are selling is it's by a company called WonderTech. It's a ghost drone with an HD camera. So it has a tiny... (laughs) So let me explain what this looks like. Imagine the ghoul that camera decides, but this one has skeleton hands that are reaching outward. Like it's going to try to grab... So it's got arms. Yeah, it's it's with uh, skeleton arms, with skeleton hands. It has a terrifying skeleton face and like a draping, tattered ghost body. (laughs) Atop of its head... How big is it? 
Is I, it like like hand puppet size or is it like 14, human size? 14 feet. It, it's, it's, uh, I don't have the exact size, but, but uh, it's like human scale. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's like a small flying human. Uh, on top of Goat's its head, it's like Not a small flying on human. Top, this one already comes pre-made, so on top of its head is a is a drone with like a little HD camera on there, so you can get a bird's eye. <gasps> I just view. pulled up samsclub.com. It's right there. That's what I'm saying. Wonder okay. Tech Ghost Drone with HD camera. Choose color. You can do gr- ghoulish white or Ooh. black. Ooh. It's 175 dollars. It's on sale right now for 170. It's down from 250. Yeah, so this is an incredible deal. And I watched some videos of people with a similar contraption uh, uh, in action. I mean, Cameron, I th- feel like you've had what's long plagued your your house. Yeah. for a long time yeah. is people, uh, teenagers. Yeah. In going the, uh, to the park. Oh, the park across the street. Right across the street. It's a den of iniquity. That's right. They go there. They're <laughs> away from away from the the eyes. It's all mind. dark at night. The the park closes at ten, but they're still there in the shadows. Oh, and, and you, totally. they're and making out right in front of your home, right in the playground. So what, what kind I, of example? If my son was awake, what kind of example are those teenagers set for my children? Exactly. You don't want no. to see this, and you no. don't want to look out the window and see. I feel personally responsible for what happens in that park, and I feel like <laughs> you've taken measures over the years. We've lobbed uh, water balloons at them. You've you've gone. You've I've shone, disguised I've sh- yourself as the hoodman. I have. I've I've, <laughs> shined, I've shined flashlights on them. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, by the way, I, if the size is uh, he's over four feet tall. Oh yeah. So, so that's like a small. Yeah, that's what you want your like, ghost. I feel like that's actually more creepy than something that was an actual human size. Just a smaller human. Yeah, because yeah, like, it's like not a, a weird person. ghoul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a four foot. Skeleton is a hundred times scarier than five and a half. Okay, because if if, hypothetically, Cameron, I'm assuming yours. If you you're gonna go with the black one, right? Oh, you gotta go. You gotta go with the black. Yeah, because because, in the middle of the night. Because in the middle of the night. Because the face is still white. That's right. (sighs) And and all they see is it. Because I watched some of this in action to see what the flying capabilities are. You might need to go out to a field and practice for a little. But I mean, like it can come from really high up and just swoop down to feet above the ground to chase people. It's so. I mean, you could use it to scare people away from the park. Let's say, okay, let's say you're a cool Southern Baptist pastor, and you're really ticked off it. at. Can't bring me into this. I'm not. Doing let's it. say you're really ticked off at the conservative <laughs> Baptist church down the Man, street. Man, they're wrecking you it because you're a progressive Baptist. That's right, and you're yeah. thinking it's super lame that they're having all these people come to their harvest party. <laughs> you got one of these bad boys. Oh yeah, buzzing around overhead. Oh, That'll yeah. clear that thing out. Oh yeah, totally. You are sitting in your Camry just with this thing on the side of the parking lot. I think I actually think what would be more frightening is to wait, like buy it maybe a week after Halloween when it's on sale at Sam's Club. Wait till like Christmas time and just get people then. But but is there anything special about this particular drone ghoul situation? Because I have a ghoul from my previous parties. I have a ghoul. Could I just go get a a drone? Yes. Because I don't know the quality of this particular drone. Yeah. So maybe I go get a drone. I have never flown a drone. Do drones, can they typically carry a five, 10 pound item? I think it depends on the drone, drone. but I do feel like it's critical. (laughs) I do feel like it's critical. You practice so that the first couple that's making out out there, you don't just ram the ghoul into them. (laughs) You want to be able to pull back up (laughs) at the right time. Yeah. You got to like graze them, but (laughs) but you you don't want to knock them out. Then it's just some crazy person flew a drone at me. And (laughs) for some reason there's a ghoul sitting here. Too. Well, then if I crash it into them, then the drone and the ghoul are laying on the ground next to them, and it's, I have to go get it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, please don't break the drone. <laughs> yeah. And then you just oh, gave, oh, oh, coming, you, coming, hold on. You just gave them a sweet 
uh, drone with a ghoul attached to it with an HD <laughs> yeah, camera. Basically, you gave it away. Can, yeah, so all I their mean, knowledge is you're gifting it to them. You're yeah. ramming. Yeah, hey guys, here you go. Yeah, uh, but that that's not all. Like you're preparing for a party. Yeah. A key part of party is right. candy, right. Halloween candy. So a recent survey looked at uh, forty thousand people across the country to determine what the most popular candies are in each state. Now, Cameron, I don't know. I'm assuming most people going to your party, a lot of them are from Florida. So you're going to want to know what that is. But nobody's actually like from Florida. Very yeah. few people. So there's a, a new map of the United States that, that maps all of the, the random candies that people like across the, the United States. A lot of them are pretty uh, uh, respectable. You know, you've got your, your Twizzlers you've, in Oklahoma. You've got Nestle Crunch down here in Florida. Which just surprises me because uh, they yeah. melt so easily. Well, in uh, Oklahoma... Oh yeah, that's true. It's, and it's great. Uh, yeah, uh, Amer- uh, Virginia it's Reese's Pieces. It's a little fruity. Twizzlers are just a little fruity for Oklahoma. I wonder if that's where they're made. Hmm. There's always like a hometown. Uh, there's an origin story. Yeah. I, I don't see. That's the thing. I think this just comes down to personal taste. Here's what I found disturbing because uh, they asked this just this past week. Mm-hmm. There are several states that chose candy corn. Ugh. as their favorite candy, which to me, this is a red flag. These are like states we don't even want to visit. I like candy corn. <laughs> I don't like a lot I, of candy, but uh, I, I, I can pop a couple candy corns. Here, okay, if, Cameron, if, you, should, you should try this. I don't think I like candy corn either, but my mom puts out a bowl of candy corn with salted, like roasted peanuts. Those uh, two together taste like a baby Ruth. So, so good. Savory and now, sweet. Can we just real quick, we're not talking about the mix with like the candy corn that looks like little pumpkins. Yeah, I don't those are yeah. awful. Yeah. No, those are terrible. Ugh. I'm talking about the actual candy corns Pure that look like bad corns. teeth, like like rotting and teeth. And they have to be Brock's candy corn. Of course. Right, like, okay. Rotten teeth, candy corns. My thing is, if if a candy is shape liked or named after a vegetable, <laughs> it, it is discounted. It's like drinking it's like drinking coffee out of a mason jar. You took so, like a good premise and you just ruined it. Uh, but uh, Oregon, Wyoming, Tennessee, Texas, and South Carolina all chose candy corn. So which surprised me about South Carolina. That's interesting. I would have thought they were more like a Snickers state. Yeah, they're 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 all candy corn. This is the ultimate red flag was as if we needed more reason not to go to Louisiana. Okay. Hmm. Like if you need another reason to steer clear, they are the only state in the country that chose Swedish fish. What? What? That can't be. They don't even deserve to be in the United States. That's like a novelty snack. That's like a European thing. It's like a prank. It's a prank snack. (laughs) It's like if a kid wants candy, he's like, you know, please, please give me candy. And you don't want to have any more candy. You're like, sure, you can have all the Swedish fish you want. No, I give them black licorice jelly beans. (laughs) How can (laughs) that be? That that did not make the list. Okay. Yeah. It was Hawaii. Hawaii? I would have thought Swedish fish or something would have been Hawaii. Okay, you know what's weird about Hawaii? They chose one that I didn't even know was a candy anymore. The 100 Grand Bar. What? <laughs> yeah. The 100 Grand Bar? My theory, my theory is, because I haven't seen a 100 Grand Bar, it's probably been 10 years since I've been at 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah. I've been actively looking for them. I've but, never had a 100 Grand Bar. Yeah, and I... Neither. Because neither. if I'm in the mood for a candy bar, no, I'm going to go with... There's there. 15 yeah. other ones I would pick first before I want to experiment with a 100 Grand Bar. Right. So yeah. my here's my theory is that they stopped being produced long ago and like the final shipment like <laughs> there was like a container ship uh-huh. coming from the processing plant in like China right. Right. and like they got the call and we're like hey listen right. no one likes these undergrads anymore right. <laughs> like, like, it's going to cost us too much to get them up there yeah. right. just dump them at the last at the closest stop and it was Hawaii yeah, they're and they're just sitting they're everywhere you know I mean <laughs> they're like they've it's, saturated the market it's currency over there well, yeah. 
was yeah, in they, literally, you, it's literally, yeah. <laughs> you use make, it to buy homes over there. Or maybe the Hawaiians got it confused for currency and they thought this item is actually worth a hundred grand. <laughs> yeah. They, they, I bought what, this house with two yes. candy bars. <laughs> Some wires got crossed along the way <laughs> and they think it's actually, it's like, they think it's like a gold bar. A gold bar is worth X amount yeah, of dollars. Like, These things are worth a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. It's, it's like, they've never opened it. Exactly. They think it's gold inside the wrapper. There's a lot of stale on and they're really hard to find. So, I mean, they are relatively rare. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they think it's wrapped gold nuggets. The only, the only, yeah, <laughs> the only logical conclusion is that the wires got crossed with the, you know, current who's ever over currency, and that's what they've been using for a while. Mm-hmm. I think you could really impress some people at your party if they're Hawaiians. <laughs> 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 Just if you, if you, you know, Pretty put hard a couple to get of these, them. yeah, put a couple of these in the mix, you know, because yeah, yeah. they'll be hard to get. Were you guys, were you guys um, c- candy savers after Halloween, or did you eat it all? You ate it all. We know you oh, ate it all. You yeah. ate it all within a day and a half. Me? Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually, contrary to how I appeared as a child, um, I would say I'd do like one little piece a day. But I had I had one friend who wouldn't eat her candy at all. And like come the next year, there was still like her pillowcase full of candy. Like she just never touched it. What's Weird. the point of that? She just didn't like candy or she just was so no, like, it was depressionary. like this mentality. Yeah. yeah. She probably thought she could barter with it. The, I got a few hundred grams in here. The other disturbing <laughs> thing is West Virginia didn't even understand the question. They chose Oreos, which clearly isn't even a candy. <laughs> it's a cookie. <laughs> Something happened there. They didn't understand what they were being asked, and a lot of people chose Oreos. So, what's your favorite candy? What's your favorite candy? Me? Are we really asking this? Are yeah. you re- oh, you're actually asking. Yeah. <sighs> That's. It depends on the mood, but I mean, people. It's no big secret. I. I though since our Nicolas Cage watching marathon, well, I balled up one or a package of one and ate it this one the size of a softball. I yeah. haven't eaten any, but peach rings are my go-to. Oh, really? Love yeah. peach rings. Love I saw them. you turn green that night eating peach rings. I haven't eaten any since then, and I and I thinking about it, I'm kind of getting a little nauseous. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I, think I crossed new the point of no return, yeah. and, yeah. you know, I've ruined something I really loved, so I it's going to be... I think your biology has some sort of clock that's the amount of peach rings you can do in a lifetime, <laughs> and I think <laughs> you, you just, just <laughs> ran past <laughs> it that night. One night. <laughs> I just busted through the, the barrier. I don't, yeah. eat, I don't eat candy because I have more of a savory than a sweet. Yeah. But w- around this time of year when there's like the little yeah. things, Fun uh, the Mr. Good bars with the little peanuts mm. inside the it's chocolate. Nice so they're savory nice and sweet right bar. there, right? And yeah, you know, that. the only time I see Mr. Good bars is around uh, Halloween. In the yeah, little fun packs. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, hot tamales. Oh, that's my, yeah, mine too. I mean, they're so good. They are good. But uh, see, that's a year round. Yeah, that's not no, just. No, no. I was thinking more like when the bowls out yeah. there. Am what I digging you, for anything? <laughs> I'm digging for the gold bowl, bar. Yeah. The bowls good out, bar. you know. When, when you when you want to when you want to check Cohen's bag for yeah. you know, I just want to check make sure. But you yeah, can. I don't you know. Really, peanut allergies. Let me grab all yeah, these good you, bars. You, you, <laughs> you're, ta- you're taking all the Mister Good, all the Snickers, and all the Hershey's Kisses. He's got he's got nothing left but a bunch of weird oh, taffies. I, I haven't answered yet because I still am going through all the options in my brain. But I think as a child. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with three, please. Uh, I liked um, Charleston shoes. If I put them in the what? freezer. Yeah. Charleston shoes. Put them in the freezer. And, <laughs> and she also ironically would watch Charles in charge while she ate her Charleston <laughs> yeah. shoes. Yeah. And it was just a whole thing. Joy, yeah, if, you say, old lady. if you say Boston baked beans, I'm going to honestly no. think you were born yeah. in a different era. Seriously. And I just like, in a time I just like to get like Werther's and some hard tack. Do you? Werther's originals are delicious. I only oh, eat them out of really obligation yeah. for the elderly. I don't, I don't have to eat them anymore because all my grandparents <laughs> died. Werther's, I, again, I don't have a sweet tooth. I like it. I like the butterscotch. The butterscotch little t- candies as well. 
those bad. are delightful. Well, they last discs. for so long, they don't go yeah. away so quickly. I could get through a whole church service with one butterscotch. Um, if I had enough uh, quarters from brushing my mom's hair, she would give us a quarter for brushing it for like 15 minutes. Okay, that's I would get, I would go dig and get How quick can we get your mom on the show to ask her why she <laughs> has go to ask Joy's mom button? Your, your mother is a delightful lady. <laughs> she is a lovely. first-hand experience. But she I will was a say, scammer growing up. I will say brushing your hair for 25 cents is one, it's not a very good deal for the kid. I don't even, <laughs> but two, it's no. just a weird exchange. Like it's a weird thing to ask. No, I know. It's like, but here, here's the funny part. And my mother does listen to this podcast, so she'll hear it. It's true. She still asks me to brush her hair. It's like her oh. favorite thing in the world. But I, our 7-Eleven uh, was right uh, behind my childhood house. Yeah. And so I, she had to limit me on how many quarters, you know, I could get. Uh, but I loved score bars. Do you remember those? S-K-O-R or something? They you were like are... hard toffee with chocolate around it. No. Yes. <laughs> what a terrible oh, taste you have for candy. <laughs> I mean, and then if I only had a nickel, I would get bazooka gum because they had fun comics. Yeah, but no, here's no, the no, no. Bazooka, the flavor's gone in 17 seconds. And it's hard it's as hard. Oh, I know, yeah. but I, it, was, it was like a, uh, it was a bang for your buck kind of thing. I'm like, I get a piece of gum and a comic. You are you are an Joy, interesting you kid. That all three candies you chose are not made anymore, and we can't be sure that the health department. <laughs> they didn't only have get sold in like those old timey novelty candy stores. Yeah. I know, I know, and I get so there's excited. A, there's an old abandoned little league concession stand somewhere that's like a gold mine for Joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. All right, what do you have, Eddie? Uh, more than half of Americans say that the presidential election is stressing them out. According to uh, the Stress in America survey conducted by the American Psychological Association, 52% of Americans are actually experiencing stress because of, um, uh, because of this election cycle. Um, it's equally concerning amongst men and women uh, and Republicans and Democrats, but the big differentiation is when it comes to age groups. People who are millennials and, in quote, more mature, 56 uh, percent and 59 percent respectively of those groups were the most likely to say that the election was somewhat or very or a very significant source of stress for that. Um so they're saying it's due to like the 24-hour news cycle and, of course, all of the uh, topics being covered. But I thought that was very interesting because I find myself really engaged in this and interested, but I haven't – I'm not at all stressed about the, it. The, but news, I, the news cycle thing is, is something I, – I don't watch the news ever, and I have found myself watching the news. Yeah. I just – and you know, this matters as right now. Yeah. And I have noticed this pattern of like we will do an interview – with someone or we will bring this item and then immediately after we have a panel prepared to now argue about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's literally two versus two and, mm. and literally everything about the news now isn't reporting, isn't covering. It's people arguing. Repeated. And it, I mean that, and, and so like I'm just thinking about my normal life. If I was, I, I don't hang out with people who are just always arguing with each other. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's actually a toxic environment to be in. Yeah. Yet we invite that into our homes every night watching the news, the way that they're doing the news right now. Well, you know? I feel like I'm missing something because a lot of people and a lot of my friends, you can just see the escalation of the anxiety that if this person wins then, or if this person is not the president, then the country is just going to go to, you know, heck for whatever reason. Yeah. But there's like, I, I don't feel, I mean, I have strong political opinions, but at the end of the day, whatever happens, I think we're going to be fine. And I don't actually, so I feel like I'm missing something. Maybe it's just my, I, go ahead, Joy. 
Well, I would just say for me, I've, yeah, I've always been fascinated by politics and watching debates and I haven't, I felt like you, Eddie. Um, however, this one, I, and I'm not even, I'm not watching the news all day or anything, but the last debate that happened, I was actually on a flight and they had live streaming TV. So probably 80% of the, the flight was watching the debates and I was weirded out by how much my heart was racing. And I really did feel anxiety around it. I, I, I think that no matter where you stand politically, the level of debate of vitriol is, is, is yeah. like both There's sides. No civility. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's been very difficult. Very to watch. difficult. Well, because I think automatically you think when you see such a lack of civility, not just among, you know, the discussions between politicians, but between the followers of politicians yeah. that there's no civility. That's the thing. Well, that's the thing. It's like when the interviewer, the news item itself that was contentious, it was like, now we're going to lob it to a panel to argue. Yeah. And, and, and like, there was no civility it, in that yeah. Yeah. because, and I think part of the reason that a large portion of over half of, of the American people find that stressful is because there's no sense of closure this time around. At least in other elections, it felt like, okay, when all is said and done, we're going to have a new leader and we're all going to band together and we're all going to figure this out. But the the stakes seem so much higher because the whole, you know, um, uh, discussion, like the level of discussion has been taken to these crazy extremes where you feel like neither side is right. going to play nice with the other once this is all said and done. Oh, yeah, we haven't and I even... think that's why it's so stressful. It's like, we know that the, the debates are going to end. This is the, we, the, the last one just happened if you're listening to this most likely. The election's going to happen. We're going to choose a new leader, but unlike past years, the other side isn't just going to take things lying down. Mm -hmm. That's how it seems. And yeah. maybe, that's a, maybe that's a perception created by a media that wants to put conflict in prime time. Well, you know? and just and yeah. just imagine when either president tries to get a Supreme Court nominee, uh, like elected, and not elected. That's not the right word, but uh, appointed. Yeah. I mean, who, whoever wins, that's going to be just another completely insane. Maybe I am anxious. I don't know. I'm getting there, anxious. I'm sound anxious. There's, going, anxious. there's going to be some Your demeanor has changed yeah, in the room. You're, you're sweating. You're sweating. You've, you've crossed your arms. I mean, like, seriously, your Swing. physical demeanor has changed as you've talked about this. Yeah. You're rocking in your chair. But Cameron, I think, Cameron, I think what you said is so right is that it's just this Thank constant you. talking oh, over each other. About the ghost so, drone. <laughs> what did you say? You, it's good investment. <laughs> She's literally talking about talking over each other and you talked over her to make a ghost drone <laughs> joke. Continue. Continue. <laughs> Wrong. A ghost drone is the best. Next. <laughs> yeah, that's the tough thing. Is like it's just like, uh, and these poor, not poor. It's their own bed. They have to lie in it. But these like anchors yeah. that their only job now yeah. is just like, just like kind of trying to steer these debate conversations, these uh, argument conversations of these panels. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just like, well, and they yeah, and they know awful. that they'll get better ratings if they're the most controversial. So it just heightens this thing yeah, of like, yeah. we're just going to focus on the newest thing that's released about each candidate and how terrible it is. And it just, it's just so combative that even if you don't, even if you don't care about politics and you're just hearing that or sensing that in your peripheral, you can't not be a little bit heightened in your anxiety. Yeah. yeah my no. least favorite response has been when people, and you can see people, they always start their Facebook posts with, I wasn't going to say anything, <laughs> but, and then it's like two paragraphs. But I'm say everything. <laughs> that, yeah. But it's finally, but the, my least favorite response is the stop worrying. God's got this. Cause I know yeah. that's true. But I don't think that actually lowers people's anxiety. I think it just basically makes people feel like, well, 
just what you're feeling isn't important. Like, don't well, be, don't be anxious. Like, they, the, it's like we know God's sovereign and has got this, and America is. It's a, almost like telling somebody who's upset, calm down. Yeah, I mean that, that's down. not helpful. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're like, and, I know you're right, but it doesn't and, feel helpful. In, in a democracy, we have an active role in this. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, God is still sovereign, but we also have free will, and we mm-hmm. also have established a political system where our amount of activity plays a large role in who is going to be in power. So yeah. some of it is on us. And, you know, I'm not saying that God isn't in control, but he's not going to fill out our ballot for us. Yeah, exactly. No, register well, to vote, it, but though. it kind of comes back Chicken to what you were saying about peacekeepers versus peacemakers. And I think a lot of people who are, uh, a, you have an aversion to conflict can default to that statement that you're saying, Jesse, but it's like, but what is our responsibility? Yeah, there you go. Good luck, America. All right. What do you have, Joy? Um, well, let's see. Uh, I did. I had a thought uh, back when you were talking about your party, Cameron, back to the Halloween. Yeah. It's a weird transition, I know, but I just didn't want to forget. Um, I think if you wanted to keep it really holy, you could call it your Halloween party. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I'm, oh, I'm, Mike. Uh, well, the last, <laughs> thank the last, goodness you held on to that. I don't know that's the most sacrilegious thing you could <laughs> say. We'll just brainstorm it a little bit, but yeah, we'll, we'll workshop it. it. I mean, we're not going to say no, but I don't think we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jesse and I have had a couple brainstorming meetings this week, and he'll throw some out. This is a really bad idea. And then brainstorming meetings 101 is there's no bad ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple where I'm like, this is going to period on that sentence. We're not going to yeah. go down that <laughs> then There is no just, umbrella. Let's just yeah. not waste any time. So what do you say one. you don't want to pay a hundred grand to get chickenfightbet.com back? <laughs> <laughs> I've got the quote right here. <laughs> Not owned by Burger King anymore. No, nope. the Wyos look up. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah they let it lapse too. I just want to know if I'm the first person that came up with Halloween or if some church has tried to veer you, off from harvest. I, I can't say this with certainty, and I know that people on Twitter don't like it when I uh, speak in things that are moderately <laughs> factual. But yes, <laughs> you are not the only person that's come up with that. There's just no way. Oh. I, I just uh, I just Googled Halloween Catholic uh, number one article from the Telegraph uh, UK uh, Catholic exorcist call for Halloween to replace Boom. Halloween. Um, wow, Halloween is, is evil, says evil. Vatican, and should be and should be replaced with Halloween. <laughs> the Vatican even called for it in 2014. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All right. Vatican was ahead of me. Okay. Um, all right. How do you guys feel about va- vanity license plates or just specialized license plates? I love them. They're a big deal in California. <laughs> oh, I, really? I, yeah. It's like the norm. You have your own license plate in California. What? I noticed, but I think it's just a like part of QT pie. Yeah. It <laughs> depends on what part of the country you're in. They're not yeah. that common down here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a so, big fan of them. It's like getting to play cool puzzles while you're driving in the car. <laughs> You know, and then you're so focused on that you don't see the red light. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I get lots he's of. He's plowed into a ton of vanity license plates, is what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, I'll say this, cutie pie. Uh, uh, Sorry again. Gonna, yeah. Sorry again, cutie pie. I'm not stopping to pull over to help because you lured me into this with your <laughs> with your clever use of letters and numbers on that license plate. So. Hopefully you got good All insurance. Right, well, for whatever reason, I've always had an aversion to them. They just bother me. But then also in Oregon, we have tons of different like backgrounds. Do you guys have that? Or do you just have like one yeah. standard yeah. Florida yeah, we got, plate? Yeah, we got, we got ton, custom. Ton yeah. of, like 50 of them. Yeah. It's too many. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't have 50. But um, this guy, Steve Burrell, uh, just launched a Kickstarter campaign uh, for a new license plate background in Oregon. Um, are you guys familiar with the famous Portland airport carpet? Oh, of course. There's a whole like oh, yeah. Instagram account. Instagram yeah. account, you all can that. Buy, yeah. You can buy pictures of it in the gift shop. Yeah, I have socks that are the print of the carpet. And actually, uh, I was 
last year or the year before apparently had been, it had been in the process for like five years. So before the current or before the carpet got really popular, they were like, okay, well in like five or six years, we're going to have to replace the carpet. So they had this poor soul. She redesigned the carpet and it's like an updated worse version of the carpet. Um, and she started designing it and then it was like ordered and it takes years. And so during that time, the carpet got super popular, but then they had already bought the new carpet and replaced it. And it was this uproar and whatever. So Portlanders have a very strong connection to this carpet. And so this guy decided to combine um, the Terry Courier's Keep Portland Weird slogan. You know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They want to combine that phrase with the graphic of the carpet and then create um, a new license plate background. I'm really pumped about it. Um, if they get, he's not doing so well right now. Uh, there's only uh, $3,500. Uh, posted of a hundred and fifty five thousand dollar goal. Um, but if you you know live in Oregon, this is obviously for Oregonians, uh, please support this because it could be a really sweet uh, license plate background. You know, I'm gonna say no, don't support it. I think it's a cool. <laughs> We're gonna put a period in that sentence. I'm I'm gonna say this. I have an issue with license plates in general. I don't think the government <laughs> needs to keep track of my vehicles. I don't agree with state inspections. I don't even agree with a lot of the laws of the road. I think you're out there. It, it, okay, here's the thing. You put up the guardrails. You brought this up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. It, yeah, I think we we go out there first thing. For my proposal, we get rid of lane lines. Don't need them. Okay? Don't need them. You know, I, get, I can get down with guardrails, can't you? Uh, obviously, guardrails. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. because it's sort of a bumper car situation out yeah. there in, the, <laughs> yeah. in this vision of the yeah, <laughs> utopia. I'm 100. But with I don't you. need I don't need Uncle Sam telling me how fast I should go or where I should stop at an intersection. 100%. Okay, much less putting a number on my car. They can dress it up with fancy carpet patterns all they want. I, I see what they're doing. This is this is you know right. just leading the way to the mark of the beast. Just let me drive my car, right. be on my way as the American patriot. You know what's that next? Putting the license plate on our bodies. Yeah. Hey, how about this? You know what'd be really cute, Joy? If I got uh, a, a little thing on my on my on my the back of my hand or or the, the, the my forehead. Yeah. That'll be required for all transactions. It'll say six six six. But don't worry, it's got a Portland Airport carpet on it, so it's no big deal. Yeah. It's no big deal. All right. Well, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Tim Tebow joins us. Listening to Sia featuring Kendrick Lamar. The song is the greatest, and I did not choose this because our next guest might just be. This week's feature interview is brought to you by ZipRecruiter.com. Hey, are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates, I can tell you. Uh, if you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over a million businesses. Right now, relevant podcast listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ziprecruiter.com slash relevant. That's ziprecruiter.com slash relevant. 
one more time to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter slash relevant. Tim Tebow is a Heisman Trophy winning former college quarterback, a former NFL quarterback, a TV personality, and is currently pursuing a career in professional baseball playing in the minor leagues. He has a new book out called Shaken, where he describes what it's like getting cut by NFL teams, dealing with disappointments, and the dangers of having your identity wrapped up in things other than God's purpose for your life. Our very own Aaron Hambury recently talked with Tebow about his journey, the new book, and why his story is relatable to anyone facing hardships while looking for their calling. Here is part of that conversation. What's your what's your big thing right now, man? I mean, I know you've got the TV deal and baseball and this book coming out. What are you excited about? As one necessarily different than the other, I'm looking at kind of the same as you know, I give you a platform, whether it's with sharing this book and being able to write, or it's with the, the curriculum or the Bible study off of it, or you know, playing baseball, or you know, being able to be on ESPN or Nation. I mean, it's all just an opportunity for something that I really enjoy to share, um, you know, the story of what God just doing in my life and the ups and downs and the highs and lows and all of it. Tell me this: um, you build the book around the being cut from the Patriots and that kind of being this low point of the, your NFL career. Um, or the, of that chapter of the story, so to speak, and then kind of the aftermath of that and identity, et cetera, et cetera. How uh, the book, of course, is called Shaken. Can you describe like how shaken were you when that happened? I mean, was this like uh, was this a significant struggle for you emotionally, spiritually? How long did that last? Like, what was that like? Make the choices from who you were rather than just what you what you do. So much of my life up to that point, what I did was I was an athlete as a football player. So you have to realize that you know, at that moment, it was no one wanted me to do what I wanted to do. And, and for me, you know, going back to Florida, there's no house, no car, no job, and couldn't do what I wanted to do. So it's really digging down into my identity of of who I was in my relationship with Christ, but at the same time, you know, like, all right, we'll still go back to, go back to what God says about me, go back to the Bible, go back to the scripture, go back to the Bible, and to all of it, you know, really um, finding you know, who I was and, and at that time making the choices, because it's not necessarily, and we touch on that quite a bit in the book, but it's not. You know, we all go through highs and lows in our emotions all the time, right? But you can't let your emotions um, dictate your choices and, and dictate who you are because, you know, you don't always feel like doing the right thing. You don't always feel like getting up and go to work. You still got to do it, you know? And, and so it's not letting those emotions dictate you know, the way the rest of your world works. And so being able to, to come back and make the choices
Did you do you think you learned something new about your identity uh, in that season, or were you drawing on stuff you you already knew had already learned? I think that's a really good question. That's a really good question. This one I've been asked that, but I think I, uh, uh, I bring the quality questions. You know what I'm saying? Well, I like it. <laughs> I do. I think um, I think I think probably both. I think a lot of it is drawing on so many things that I, I learned growing up from my parents and from church and from everything. So much of that that I think at times you learn, um, you know, about what God's doing in your own life and who, you know, what He's done in your heart at different times. I think so. It was it honestly was both. Mm. So what is that? Uh, how is that same? Mm, the same lesson you learned about identity kind of carrying you through this this next season the past few years where uh, you know you're doing different things you're on TV there's the new baseball experiment obviously you're speaking and writing and doing all that uh, do you think that that has the reverse effect uh, no not the reverse isn't the right for the right term here um, so in the in the season where it had to pick you up you know and, and help you ground you in, in your identity in a season of loss does it also help you in a season of success stay humble that's right know that that God's in control, you know that you're getting knocked out of what you do, and so you can't go out and go after certain things like baseball because you feel like it's put on your heart, and when a lot of people say, well, that's, you won't be able to see that in your heart to be able to pick up something you haven't done in 12 years, but at the same time, it's like, well, you know, God put this on my heart, you know, then she did that for a reason, it's okay to go after what's on your heart because, you know, perfect love cast it off here and I get to, I get to say of God that loves me perfectly, you know? So you're um, you're pretty noted, obviously, for uh, caring about um, kids in particular, but even especially kids who are either terminally sick or or have some kind of disability and and those kind of things. Uh, wh- where does that come from? Wh- wh- why are, why is that a particular uh, draw to your heart? Uh, in the Philippines, and um, the whole village looked at him like he was cursed, and being able to share the love of Jesus with that boy and what instant faith can do and um, you know, just to see how that village looked at him and how his life was different and how he was pretty much an outcast because he was born with his feet on backwards and that happens all the time in America but they just take him out to the hospital and they get worked on and you know but now that's why we have the, the hospital in the Philippines that you know, that takes, that we carry kids in and they get a chance to walk out, but not only with physical healing, but also with spiritual healing and emotional healing. And to be able to know that there's a God that loves them and has a plan for them and that they actually matter, you know, it changes people's lives. But to do that in any way possible, you know, in any way that we can possibly do that, um, we want to do that. I mean, I get a chance to, you know, have a, have a wish kid tonight and
Yeah, for sure. So tell me about the baseball thing. Uh, I know that that's obviously kind of new. Like what, uh, what's your thought? Are you, I mean, are you enjoying it? You think it's, is this just kind of like a, a, almost a side project for you? How are you viewing the whole thing? decide to pursue it? Well, it's just something that you know, you're not going to be able to, to play sports forever and use the idea of that ability until the opportunity came up and, and uh, I mean, I, you know, I had a chance to really do this thing. I wanted to go out there and not be a, you know, afraid of with all the, the downsides of what people would say or why you can't do it. Do you see it becoming? Is your goal currently to make baseball your your full time thing? I mean, work your way up the system and play it full time. Yeah, that's, that's the goal for sure. If that doesn't work out, is there like another thing? Like, uh, like are we get like a guitar playing kind of thing, <laughs> or like guitar? It'll be guitar hero. Guitar hero. <laughs> you know, I'm sure if you search YouTube long enough, you could find some professional uh, competition in Guitar Hero that uh, might be able to. I honestly, be, I believe you. You might be able to break into. So, I mean, are you? Uh, tell me, this is gonna. This is like a deep dive back and kind of into the book, I guess, a little bit. But with the baseball thing, are you prepared to to not succeed in a way that um, happened with with NFL, or are you um, are you finding yourself uh, more guarded with how how much you kind of invest emotionally in baseball, or how are you approaching that? Does that make sense? What I'm asking? Yeah, for sure. I, I, closing with this but when it comes to the book and you decide to write a book about being you know vulnerable about these lower points um in your public life what um what went into to your thought process of of wanting to be um kind of face head on what everybody had in the sports world at least had been watching well i wanted to, I wanted to be an encouragement for people i wanted to be an encouragement for people that they go through highs and lows, but once you have an identity in Christ, you won't be shaken. That, you know, when you do feel like things are shaken around you, you at least your identity and your foundation can be solid because you know what God says about you and, and have that be an encouragement that life's not always going to be 
easy but with Jesus it's going to be worth it and just to be able to be an encouragement to the people that pick this book up that, that you know, they can read it and they can walk away just a little bit more encouraged and determined and, and ready to take on all the all the obstacles that the world can throw at them because it's, it's not going to be easy but hopefully this can be something that they can that they can read that will you know, be a good read but I didn't do it so it would be a good read I did it so that they could walk away you know, hopefully just a little bit more ready to take on everything that they're going to have to go through was Tim Tebow. Be sure to check him out on Twitter at Tim Tebow. And his new book, Shaken, comes out on Tuesday. listener, my name is Oliver Crisp. If you're interested in more resources to cultivate a deeply formed spiritual life, visit Fuller Studio. This free website houses podcasts, videos, stories, and other resources on such topics as reconciling race, Muslim-Christian dialogue, and psychology and faith, with such features as an exclusive film of Bono and Eugene Peterson discussing the Psalms, all available for you to use freely for any purpose. Explore now at fuller.edu studio. That's fuller.edu studio. Listening to the Flaming Lips. The song is The Castle. Okay, so we're going to uh, call it a mulligan. We're changing the format of the show a little bit. Normally, right now, we would have our second segment. We usually have you know our feature interview, then we would have a band, or we'd yeah. have some other thing, a game maybe. And then coming up after this, we would have feedback. Yeah. But we're not going to do that this week. We're going to no. combine the segment and feedback because it's Hallow- it's Holy Ween right Amen. now. Holy Ween Sticking. Week coming up. Hallowed be the <laughs> and, uh, well, the Pope, he texted me. He wanted me to start coining it. So. Mm-hmm. I thought when he said it, it was the Pope. When, when, when I heard it from the Pope, I thought it was the best idea ever. You should call it Holy Ween. <laughs> so anyway, uh, with, with Halloween coming up, uh, we asked you for our question of the week last week, yeah. uh, you know, for your kind of most memorable Halloween costume experience or whatever. We got talking this week at the office and we're actually, really what we want to know is your Halloween horror stories. So uh, you guys met on on the podcast this week, you met our new social media czar, uh, Chelsea Steele. Hello. And Chelsea's joining hey, us. Chelsea. Uh, she just came in. Um, and uh, and so you, she tweeted from the podcast account. How did you know she came in? I can barely see her. You can't? Uh, no, I can't. I see a head floating. That's all I see. Is oh, because she's wearing a camo t-shirt. It's pretty impressive. Hey, Chandler, can I make a suggestion uh-huh. that you make a dad joke button that, <laughs> it just, that just says this. Bonk. That just Bonk. says, 
dad no. joke. Bomb, bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and you can play it at various times. I feel like it would be will, going off throughout that. the entire podcast. Yeah, yeah. but it needs For my the people. Joke. Yeah, but I feel like the person who said the dad joke needs to know, and you need to. Sh- it's a shamey. It's a button of shame. Yeah. Dad joke. So you're you're all for this. When you read the Scarlet Letter back in high school, that I thought book, I, I up thought, until the end. Up until the end, I was like, well, "This is great. This is I'm really right. digging this." Yeah, this, shame. Is a, this is a really really <laughs> you good did way it. to get a point it's effective. You did it, and people need to know you people, did it. The public we need to call yeah, it out. Your community needs to know, and that's the I fear of the fear. shaming keeps people on the straight and narrow. So you're saying the <laughs> the dad joke button would keep us on the straight and narrow because we don't want to be gone. I'll say this: when Eddie, it's like the gong show. When when Chelsea walked in here with the camo shirt, yeah, and Eddie. His in his head, he said, I'm going to make a camo shirt joke. 100%. I, the moment I saw her, I knew there was only one and, thing and, I could and, say. And, and, and Cameron, I don't think there's a doubt a dad joke button loud enough on this that, that Chandler could create no. that would have prevented that from happening. Yeah. No. But I do feel like we, maybe it's I because like you it's needed. Maybe you don't understand the joke. The joke is, is that you can't see camo, and so it's <laughs> hard to see her, and she's wearing camo. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. yeah, all right. It's not only male cast members that can make a dad joke. It's oh, just, no. a, just a called a dad joke. It's a category of humor. Yeah. Yes. So that's your mission, Chandler. I, dad I, joke. And I want, I want a button in front of me, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I also want like a real quick clip from like a TV dad on there. So it's like dad joke. Yeah. It and needs then to it's... be something. It needs to be anything uh. Bob Saget said from uh, <laughs> America's Funny Home videos. So literally anything. And then yeah. you can have it. Uh, so we combined. The, so we were talking about, man, we actually want horror, horror stories. And we yeah. and, and we thought, mm-hmm. so Chelsea went on, went on the Twitter this week. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she asked you guys for your Halloween horror stories. You guys wrote her back. Ah. She selected a few people to come on the show today and share with us. Their Halloween. Does she have a question? Do you ever brush your mom's hair? I do not. Yeah. Did she ever pay? Did she ever ask you to and offer to pay just you? Just say yes, Chelsea. Just say yes. Okay. There's a woman on the show whose mom paid her a hundred dollars an hour to brush I heard, her hair. I heard great parenting advice this past week. Okay. Don't ever do for your child something they can do for themselves. Right? Mm. Don't ever do something for your kid that they can do for themselves. Yeah. I feel that way. I feel that Joy's mom should have. <laughs> <laughs> don't Joy, do for Joy, your, do for don't you do for your mom what she can do for herself. That's I what dis- I'm saying. I disagree with that advice. Really, I do. I don't disagree with it like strongly, but I think there's like the little middle ground, and it's like, but also be graceful and do things for them that make them really happy. Like even Lucy really hate clearing their dishes after uh, after breakfast, and I'm not quite sure. Lazy and entitled. <laughs> right. yeah, we, always, we always make them do it, but this morning, Eddie, Eddie, I, just, exa- I was with you up until you gave the example, and like, they should definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, well, no, a better example with them is they don't like brushing my hair, but I give them... <laughs> I give them $100 a week. <laughs> I, give, and, I give them... Hey, I give them 100 grand. Ironically, ironically, two-thirds of the Halloween horror stories are actually stories of children having to comb their parents' hair. So it's time for, without further ado, so, so you went on the Twitter this week and asked them uh, what happened? <laughs> the Twitter. The Twitter. <laughs> dad joke. Um, yes. <laughs> Recurring dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> went on the Twitter, asked people for their Halloween horror stories, particularly pertaining to their costumes. For example, my freshman year in high school, I didn't get the cute girl memo. That's the usually the transition in life when girls start dressing up as cute things versus like, I don't know. 
No, I know what you're saying, but I don't like it. I'm, yeah, I always I respect the woman not... that shows up dressed as like a robot. Well, then you <laughs> appreciate this. <laughs> I came dressed up in 2007 as bald Britney. Hilarious. I thought it was a great idea. <gasps> yeah. It's a oh, wonderful yeah. idea. It's, yeah, yeah. Timely. That's hilarious. It's a you. great idea. Period. I may do that Thank this year. You, you yeah. should. People will get it. You got to have the umbrella. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You could just, it's great. Yeah. Every picture yeah. charged toward it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have a few people who uh, wrote in and told us their Halloween horror story. And so you selected a few of them to come on the show today. We did. All right. Who's up first? Uh, first up, we have Nathan, who had a more or less traumatic experience as a new believer. Nathan, a Christian party. welcome to the Relevant Podcast. Hi, thank you. Where are you uh, calling us from? Uh, right now, I'm in Billings, Montana. Oh, that's lovely. Hey, I was just up there. Mm. Great. Are yeah, you I'm at, at the uh, Foursquare <laughs> Church here in town. I, I didn't. Oh, I, I didn't like Foursquare the game or Foursquare the denomination? <laughs> the denomination. Dead joke. Dead joke. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> hey, Nathan, I want to. It's a wanna, VFW hall. They yeah. have a Foursquare tournament going on. I want to. I want to apologize. Eddie's been on a, on a dad joke hot streak, and yeah. it's it's offended a lot of people. So don't let don't let those uh, Nathan, throw it off the game. Nathan, what's your job okay. at the Foursquare? Uh, I'm a youth pastor. Cool, Nathan. It's nice to meet you. Yeah. So yeah. what what is your Halloween horror story? Uh, well, I had uh, I uh, was in a youth group back when I was a teenager, and uh, of course we had a Halloween party. Wait, wait what did they, they call decided- it? What did they call the Halloween party? Uh, you know what? They actually called it a Halloween party, believe Whoa. it or not. Oh, progressive. Progressive. Wow. <laughs> you went to a liberal yeah, denomination. Liberal, yeah. I hope you left that, that church. Yeah. I hope you left that heretical church. It was, yeah, it was like Universal Berkeley yeah. Church. Like, what? Yeah. It was a five-square church. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, it was only so progressive, but we still had to dress up as some sort of Bible character. So. Ooh. Oh. So, so they called it a Halloween party, but a requirement was that you had to dress up from someone from the Bible. <laughs> That's right. But, That's right. But demons are in the Bible. Exactly. Oh. In the Bible. Great transition here. Nathan, what did you decide to dress up as? Well, I racked my brain trying to figure out what to go as, and I realized I had some uh, white makeup and some black uh, hairspray, so I decided to go as the Antichrist. Yikes. Nathan. Nathan. Strong choice. Strong choice. Bold move, man. So you walk in, it's a lot of Josephs, a couple Moseses. There's a Mary and a Martha over there. Yeah. Can I just say this real quick? To Nathan's credit, here's the thing. If you... If you have to go to, if you're a guy, especially, and you have to go to like a Halloween party dressed as a Bible character, every costume right. same. You'd be like, "Who are you, uh, Joseph?" Uh, yeah, it's Adam, a robe. It's whatever. a robe with a rope and around the middle. You. Exactly. It's, unless you're Adam, yeah. <laughs> which, which you're just wearing a leaf, <laughs> or like an right. angel. You, you, yeah. You're all the same. So, so I'm sure you stuck out. Uh, <laughs> Well, yes. Uh, I had a black shirt on, black pants. I had a white face. Uh, kind of looked more like a vampire, maybe, than the, the Antichrist. But I uh, uh, also took my Bible, and this is, I guess, kind of courageous, but I put a book cover over it, oh, and no. I called it the Satanic Bible, drew a pentagram on it. Hey, Nathan, um, usually yeah. I'm not the guy that goes down this path, but that is actually super messed up. <laughs> I was with you up until that moment. So, Nathan, I have a question. So, so you're there, you're dressed as like a vampire antichrist with a satanic Bible in hand. Which, which, which why which, didn't you just cover up another book? Which but, is an actual Bible that you defaced. <laughs> what was the reaction from all these Josephs walking around? <laughs> 
Well, uh, actually, they, they handled it pretty well. I mean, there's a lot of, so what are you? Oh, I'm the Antichrist. Oh, and they turned around and walked away. But that's really as harsh as it ever got. Wow. You are the reason that next year when they were announcing the party, they're like, hey, we're going to have a just a positive Bible character. Who's, uh, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. Who, was your, who was your favorite saint? Yeah. <laughs> and then he shows up as Saint Pablo. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man. Yeah. 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 Right yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, congratulations on making it through that and the church not shunning you, and now you're in ministry. Thanks, Nathan. Nathan. Edgy Thanks, Nathan. Nathan. Edgy Thanks. Nathan. That was awesome. All right, Chelsea, uh, who is our final Halloween horror story? Last up, we have Mallory. Mallory had plans to dress up with her friends and ended up going alone. Hey, Mallory. Oh. Uh, welcome to the show, Mallory. Hey, y'all. Hey, Mallory. There are people listening to this show right Just now. Just so you know. Yeah. Like, so what, okay. you, what you say Possibly may be your heard. employer. Yeah. Mallory. I am at work right now. Where? So Where do you work? Hopefully. What city are you calling us from? I'm from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Originally from south of Dallas, though. I went to school up here. Cool. Um, but right now, I currently walk, work for um, Walmart, the home office here. Oh, that's oh, cool. Pig suey. Have you tried Diet Dr. Thunder? It's a soda made by Walmart, and it's unbelievable. <laughs> it only, can't, it only costs hate, a quarter. There is nothing more that I hate than that. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know how to move on with you, but I'm <laughs> more than sorry, sin. She out. hates it more than she hates sin and evil. You more than yeah, I, I think the devil created it. Oh, wow. wow. Mallory. Wow. Yeah. You are a mouth. She's got a mouth on her. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Tell us about your Halloween horror story. Okay, so senior year of college two years ago, um, I was going to hang out with my friends. They were going to have like a mini party and just like watch movies or whatever. And they were like, oh, let's all dress up and have fun. And I was like, sweet. Chipotle is having this thing where if you dress up, you can go in and get a free burrito. burrito. I was like, yeah. what's better than free burritos for college kids? The, so, well, the burrito promotion is different this year. Yes. Now it's like a, you can get a $3 burrito. Oh, it's oh, not, oh, it's not free anymore. It was $2 last year. Yeah, yeah I know. Get real well, information. Well, so I go to none other, none other than Walmart to pick out my outfit, right? Yeah. So I decided to dress up as one of the greatest hip-hop artists alive, Snoop Dogg. Um, so I bought like some sweats, this really sweet, like gold lion chain. Cause yeah. it was like during yeah. the phase of Snoop lion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought you were going to say well. there was like an, an actual pre-packaged Snoop dog. If only there was. So I'm in my bathroom, I'm getting ready. I'm braiding up my hair. My friend texts me and is like, Hey, we're not dressing up. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I love Halloween. Why aren't we dressing like, up? Woo pig suey. <laughs> woo pig suey. Like, let's do this. And so she's like, no, we're just going to watch the movies. And so I begin to cry. I don't know what, why. I'm just like bawling. Like, I love Halloween so much. Why aren't we going to celebrate it? And so mm. I went, I took all of the clothes off and changed into just like normal clothes and put this like bear hat I have on my head, went to Chipotle by myself, came home and ate the burrito by myself. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. Really? And you wore the bear hat by yourself just for the evening? <laughs> yeah, my roommate tried to like 
console me, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to eat this burrito and go to sleep. So that's what happened. Howard, you really, really went dark on this evening. It's just yeah. like, let's go over and watch a movie. Yeah. Be, uh, between uh, us, Mal, between us girls, did you kind of just not want to go to the thing anyhow? Because what kind of Halloween party is sitting around and watching movies? That's all I'm I mean, saying. Exactly. It was just a bunch of people I didn't really know, so I was just like that's bummed. I wasn't a kid and couldn't go trick-or-treating, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mal, I will say this. This burrito will be my friend. I yeah. feel like there's something that uh, we need to discuss with Mallory, that she just had lying around her home. A bear hat that could pass as a Halloween costume, just like at her disposal. It's, oh, yeah. It's pretty sick. I still have it. Yeah. yeah but, but you just have that just in case a situation like this arises. No, anytime she's just home True. on a Friday night and sad right. and doesn't have plans, she puts on her sad bear and yeah. eats a burrito <laughs> by herself. None of my friends want to dress up with The me. year before, I dressed up as Barry Styles. So I just wore like uh, really posh, uh, cool clothes and wore the hat. Joke, but all right, it wasn't all right. as cool as Ma- Mallory, Snoop Dogg. Were you sad as Barry Styles? Because to me, it's a sad hat now. It's just, it's just that's what well, it is. Well, I work in youth ministry, so okay. yeah, it, all, it all passes. <laughs> Mallory, let me ask you this. This is a million dollar question. This is a million dollar okay. question here. You've had this terrible experience. You've got the bear hat. You've, you've had a couple creative costumes. Have you decided what you're going to be this year? I have one costume that I've wanted to dress up as since I was in high school, but I would have to buy something, which I hate buying stuff. But I guess I'll tell you guys, but if anybody steals this, I'm going to be pretty bummed. There are about half a million people there listening people right now. Listening. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, so I want to go as a hot dog vendor, but the opposite of a hot dog vendor. So dress up as a hot dog and wrap like Barbie dolls in foil and act like I'm selling Barbie dolls. All right, well. <laughs> now, um, can I just say, Mallory, if, can I just say this? If, yeah. if, Mallory, if you literally would have given me a million guesses, <laughs> like if you could said, listen. A million, a, a million, full million. Like, a full million. And you're even playing hot and cold with the guesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, I'm going to dress up as a hot dog that's vending tiny cooked humans. I would not have guessed that. Yeah. I actually, I love it. I'm just really curious. Like, was there a point in time where you, something happened that you were like, I've got it. Like what happened right before? I just like to one up people. So I don't really know what the point was, but I just thought that would be awesome. Here's the other curious thing about this scenario is, is you, you preface it as I'm going to have to buy something, which makes <laughs> makes me think that you have every other thing you need to make this costume come a reality except for one item. Like you have a hot dog vending cart at your disposal. You have a hot, you just don't have like the Barbies or something. Right, plenty of tinfoil. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Good luck on that costume. That image, sure. I know. Please, I can't hey, shake it. Now, if you do, please tweet us a picture. We'd love to see it. Yeah. I will. Okay, yeah, this will be the year that I do it. All right. Bye. Thanks. All right. uh, Chelsea, that was uh, incredible. Those are great friends. That was fun. Good selection. I love them. Okay, that was. Hey, if Man. you guys aren't following Relevant Magazine on Instagram, yeah. you should you because yeah. Chelsea is running it now and the Insta stories are worth the follow. They are. Yeah. And, and it's like a floating head in every snap. Yeah. Because she wears <laughs> flesh shirts. Yeah. So. Crazy. Jeez. I'm punching his dad. That that's that's yeah, yeah, there needs to be strikes too with this system. <laughs> like, I don't you know get, what the penalty for three is. Yeah. You really were rooting for the people who made her wear the A, weren't you? You were a Puritan. You were letters. rooting for the Puritan. She shamed her family. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
what? Yeah, how are we supposed to de-shame the family if we can't put someone on a, pub, a public pedestal and shame them as a community? Yeah, right. I, you know, I'm a big fan of the stocks where you throw rotten food at their face. Where they're kinda, <laughs> because that way, once it's said and done, you're good, man. I hit you right in the face with a tomato. I, you, you're, you feel bad for stealing now, don't you? Okay, everyone's going to remember it. Everyone. You like to teach lessons. Yeah, That's exactly. what it is. Yeah. Hard, hard life lessons. Uh, okay, it's time for this week's question of the week. Editorial question of the week. All right. Well, uh, even though uh, Jesse wants to discourage this behavior <laughs> for some reason, I'm not saying discourage it. I'm saying shame it. For it, this week, to you, <laughs> I want your shame if you want to continue. For this week's editorial question of the week, we want to know your favorite dad joke. Maybe it's your go-to. Maybe it's a favorite one you've heard. But we want to know your favorite dad yeah, joke. That's right. You can hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, <laughs> and you can also post on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. My my. Pre- Prediction is the next week I'm going to hear the feedback and go like, oh, that wasn't a dad joke, but then everybody else knows it clearly was, and then I just well, realize. Be like, no, you'd be like, man, that's clever. I'm going to use yeah. that. Yeah, it's just, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right down. It's just a joke. Why would they? That's hilarious. Can I say oh, my favorite visual dad joke, which is not a joke to them, is belt clips on the side of pants. Oh yeah, like that's not a, it's not a joke. It's just you. Oh, the dad joke. You get some on your shirt, and then you. No, give no, them I know, I know. It's a visual dad joke. I'll say this. I'll say this. It is an alert that a dad joke may emanate from that person. Oh, they're wearing the chef curries. They're wearing they chef got the curries. braided belt. They, yeah, they got the braided belt, yeah. the, the belt, the, the cell phone clip is on the yeah. side. You know to prepare yourself. No, you know that if you're joke. at a party, sign up to this person because you're going to hear some good yeah, material. Some, some good singers. <laughs> yeah. Jesse, let me add to that. My father-in-law, not only does he have a phone belt clip, but he also has a um, the thing that holds your glasses on. Yeah. No, but it's clear. Oh. <laughs> because yeah. that at least is showing he doesn't want people to know he's afraid that his glasses are going <laughs> to fall off. Yeah. But then he'll, he'll walk around with his glasses just suspended in air. Oh, it's special. That's good yeah. stuff. All right, so hit us up with your favorite dad joke. Uh, there you go. We'll read our favorites on the show next week. Or yeah. just joke. Yeah. <laughs> or just I joke. just call them or jokes. Or calls them jokes. <laughs> jokes, yeah. <laughs> uh, many thanks to our show's sponsor for making this episode possible. Remember, at Squarespace, you can go to squarespace.com and enter code RELEVANT uh, to get 10% off your first purchase there. And also, uh, thanks to ZipRecruiter, you can go. You can try ZipRecruiter today by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant and post jobs for free. Um, thanks also to Tim Tebow. St. Yeah. Tebow, we yeah. like to call him, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for talking Timmy. to us. And thank you for everything with the Gators, too. Thank I, you for if he's listening, he's I've never gotten to thank him. Those were great years. So yeah. thanks, and Thank you for the frame. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, for, <laughs> thank you <laughs> for continuing to placate Aaron and make him feel like you're, you're his friend. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Tim Tebow. And his book, Shaken, Discovering Your True Identity in the Midst of Life's Storms, is out on Tuesday, October 25th. Yeah. Uh, hey, while you're online, uh, go over and uh, post a review of the show if you like it. And uh, the feedback helps us and uh, yeah. helps the show's visibility. And also, while you're on the internet, uh, head over to relevantmagazine.com. You can subscribe today to the magazine. The new issue is shipping now. I think you're going to like it a lot, the November issue. It's fantastic. You can subscribe now for only a buck a month. A lot of, lot of Thanksgiving recipes and ho- holiday recipes in the magazine. Ton. Yeah. A lot of spatchcocking tips. I love the way <laughs> where you guys have gone with the magazine. Yeah. It's really like... 
homey. Yeah. We're, we're trying to think like this time of year, what, what do people really need? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they I mean, need some tips. That's why I think that our uh, pumpkin-based fondue recipes we put on the oh, cover is going to so, be a real winner. Yeah, Speaking so of the cover, <laughs> next week, if I'm not mistaken, it was the new magazine preview. Yeah, we will get... It's it's a good one. This yeah, was chock full. You're going to like Can't it. Realmags.com. Subscribe today. Yeah. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Chelsea Steele. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Joy Agartreed. We'll see you next week. They played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It got on in a flash. They played the match. They played the monster match. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check the magazine out. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. It's now the match. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the match. It's now the monster match. Now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band And my Monster Mash is the hit of the land For you, the living, this mash was meant to When you get to my door, tell them what is sent Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash So what do you say you don't want to pay 100 grand to get chickenfightbet.com back?